This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. Is Jace. This is our final hour already. Time is flying by. Let's get this third hour kicked off with Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. Cliff, good morning. What are you doing? Oh, morning, Mickey. Just hey, buddy. Join <laughs> not being in the boat today. It's kind of nice. I've been fishing yeah. really hard this week. I Have had you? A, well, let's... Had a, yeah, I did a four day straight in the heat. And I tell you what, I was it was it was hot. <laughs> it was really something. But uh, you know, it's, we've had the same stuff you've got. We've had a strong southwest wind, which is it's not the best wind for no. our system down here. No, it's just no, it's uh, not. Just nuts, you know. So we're we're dealing with it and uh, catching fish. You know, we got the fish, uh, and I got the fishermen. I got good fishermen. I just need one little thing: is the weather to give me a little bit of a break. It's uh, it's trash in my conditions. I got super super low tide. I'm I'm used to catching these fish up in the sand early, and so I'm I'm dealing with drop offs, and I, you know, the way that uh, Bath and Bay faces uh, the southwest just rips it, you yes. know, just absolutely rips it, and so I'm I'm not able to to get into some of the areas I want to, but uh, you know I'm still having some 70, 60, 70 fish days, but I'm not catching the top ends I want to, you know I had Kelly and those guys down. Uh, Kelly and Jimmy and all those guys down there, really good fishermen. They fished with James, and uh, they came down with me Monday and Tuesday. And I called him. I called him. I said, hey, man, it's really tough. You guys want to reschedule the Southwest kicking my butt. I know you Not guys them. good fishermen. No, they don't. They don't. He's just like, are you they serious? They don't care. They want to go, man. They don't man. care. They're going. You know, God, it was what a group of guys. And, you know, they always have a contest at the end of the day. They don't, they don't keep anything. It's just uh, an honor system. Who caught the biggest fish, you know? And right. I think that the biggest biggest fish that day was like five, five and a half. But you know, it's it's amazing how good you when you get into the fish when you got good fishermen you know what's there, and so I can sure. pull them out of the area in thirty minutes. I know if I need to leave, they're too small because they've already they've already got into the fish, you know, and got them in. But you know, we moved around and uh, we finally got into the rocks one day with the wind at the mid morning calmed down. I was able to get in the rocks and we had some quality fish, but you know, just not not very much time I'm be able to stay in the bay and then so on uh, Wednesday morning I have these guys in the in the we spank them pretty good Wednesday morning we had uh, I got up in the morning the wind was actually like five or ten miles an hour wasn't too strong and I got out there and we had a really good wave the first wave it was at least a 70 fish wave with three of them so it was yeah, really good really and then so crazy. yeah yeah and it was good and so everybody's happy caught some flounder stuff and so I said you know if we get this window the next day if it's like this the next day this is two days of the wind being down. Those rocks are going to clear up, and I'll be able to see the shadows. You know, the worst thing you can do is is go out there with, you know, especially when you're fishing leadheads, and, and throw at the rocks. You don't know where they are. You're going to lose your leadhead. You're going to stay ho- hooked up on. You've got to see the shadow to be able to fish around the rock, knowing to pull it off the rock, you know. And so finally that when we think we got this window on uh, on Thursday morning. I feel oh, it's going to be great Thursday morning. We get up, Mickey's 31 miles an hour out of the due south, 31 oh, miles an hour. Oh, boy. And uh, people were canceling. The Croker guys were canceling. I think even Chad canceled that day. I mean, it was amazing. Nobody wanted to go. And my guys, they want to go, you know. So I just got those new shockwave seats in that 25-foot hanging. Thank God I got them. Make <laughs> a it, was a, 
it, oh my God, what a ride it was. You know, there's no no break from it when it's just straight south like that. So for no, me to get you're from in the teeth of it, man. No, I am Bubba, and it's I tried to run from 37 over to the east side to get at Bird Island. It was you know six foot surfing intercoastal, and this is what's <laughs> happening too. So the tide so the tide's so low, you can't run the edge intercoastal. All the buoys are down. There's like four or five miles with no buoys, and the poles are all bent underwater. They're sticking up about a foot, and people are hitting them. Nobody's picking them up. It's real dangerous along the intercoastal. It's the most dangerous I've ever seen. And uh, there's no one picking up all these buoys. And we have so much barge traffic, they're knocking them down every day. So you, you'll go miles and miles without seeing a buoy or a pole or nothing. If you do get close to the edge, you got to be really careful because that pole's been knocked down. And yeah, it'll knock it'd you out be of under the water, man. It can take it's, it's you incredible take you dangerous out. right now. Yeah, yeah. So you got to stay in the center of the channel. And then, then you got all the hazing here from all the moisture. You really can't see with the light running. You can only see about 30 yards with the light running. And then you got all these barges in the middle. So the morning run is, is very, it's very sporty right now. So, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to leave the dock by five or so. And it's just, man, it's, I've had to shut down a couple of times because the fog was so bad from the upwelling. When you have an upwelling this time of year in the Gulf, the water is 82. Humidity is 90. <laughs> and you got a west, when you're going to have some humidity and, and moisture on the coast, it's hard to run in. And I'm seeing stuff I've never seen before, Mickey. It's just nuts, you know. Oh. God. Mm. But uh, I know. Are you having that fog in the morning in Galveston? No, no. It's crazy. Not a bit. Mm. It's just unbelievable haze in the morning. I mean, you can't see a hundred yards. It's nuts. But you know, it's uh, it's a little different than it was last year. That's for sure. <laughs> well, y'all are having a a really decent year. You know, compared to the rest oh. of the coast, I mean, uh, yes, sir. We we've got the fish, Mickey. We just need the conditions again, and you know, our base turned over. But we got we have so many fish. I'm so impressed with what we have fish wise. This is pretty cool. And you know, you were you and Plog were talking about something. You touched on something that was really smart about the lead heads. Right. And I'm going the same thing with the size of lead head. And what we have different than you do is we have our seagrass is six to ten inches long, and you right. get a guy with a heavy lead head. He's staying down that grass. He's never getting the strike zone because the fish is not seeing his plastic because it's down there with a big old mop of grass, you know, down there in the grass. The fish are not seeing it. So the lighter lead heads allows you to pump it up over the grass and let it float down on top of the grass and catch the fish. So the well, size of lead heads create is much more, more natural presentations that, that yes, way. Sir. Everything it just you know. Yes, and and Kelly, those guys, they're just little John's masters, and they all fish a certain lead head. And so I have another guy, Mark, that. He's my sandwich guy, by the way. He makes the best sandwich in the world. But anyway, so he came the week before, and he's a little John. He paints them. He does everything. But I look at all these guys' lead heads, and it depends on what they're on. If they're on the sand, you know, pure sand, they'll go a little bit heavier to get the bump on the sand. But if right. they're on those rocks and grass, they're using that Pro Elite or Jay's head, and they're using that 1 16th or, or 1 8th. And it mm. does make a difference, you know. It does make it a does. difference. But I think you like you know, Plog said, and both of you guys said something really smart. You said sometimes the lead head makes more is more important than the plastic. And boy, that was a great statement there, Mickey. That is so true because you can have just, the right color and everything, and the wrong lead head, you're not going to catch them. You know, <laughs> I know it. It's, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. It does, yes, sir. It does. You know, and sometimes it's the little things like a loop knot. You throw a double D without a loop knot. <laughs> you don't get near the action. You know, it's just amazing. You know, so sometimes it's it's the little things that, that, 
to help you tune up your, your lure to catch the well, fish. Well, same with the topwater, too. You know, a loop knot's yes, going to create right. a lot better action on that topwater also. Exactly. Or a swivel. Exactly. You know, and, it, exactly. and uh, back in the old days, we threw swivels. And uh, right. now in this new era of fishing, we, we do loop knots. Exactly, exactly. You know, the more ties you have, you know, where you're tying knots and you get all that trinket trash hanging off of there, the, the, you've got more issues to contend with, you know. one More you know, weak spots. That's right, more weakness. And uh, mm -hmm. it, uh, it'll take its toll, especially if you're getting big fish. You know, and that's another thing that I'm fighting all the time now. So we're using these expensive baits, the double Ds and the good topwaters. And you catch a lot of fish and you get excited, you don't retie. And it's so important to reach down there with your fingers and fill around that, that line to see if you've got your some finger, stuff Your in index it. finger yes. and your thumb across yes, the line. You feel any frays or any kind of nicks in it, yep. hey, take the time to retie it. It'll make a difference, especially to catch a skipjack. I mean, we've got we're catching some of those three foot long skipjacks. Boy, those are some tackle testers, line, aren't they'll they? Do it. They will take you out. Hey, so. if you want to and figure out how good a knot you're tying, yes, you know, to your braid, to your <laughs> to your mono, and all that, your leader material. Yeah. Hey, a skipjack will uh, test the, the fail safe uh, signals anyway. I know. It. I just hate it when you get them on a double D or something. You don't want to lose your favorite lure and you're trying to get oh, him in gosh. before he jumps up and breaks it, you know. So I'm going to, I hope he jumps off without breaking that plug, you know. <laughs> That's good stuff. But, you know, it's a, I think this week's going to be a little bit better. It's getting so hot. Our water temperature is 88 degrees, Mickey, which is super oh, hot. Lord. Super that hot. is hot, man. That's it's warm. Hot, buddy. It's all good. Uh, hot just, water, I'm, hot I'm fishing, hot everything. You know, it's. Yeah, it's it's funny the top waters it, the, like we're the small top waters are working in the morning, and uh, but you know my bread and butter right now is that little John that little that purple demon little John is smoking hot right now man it's really good it's uh so, it's a good one I've uh, I'm hooked on that bait yeah and I like uh, if I get a little spare time I'll go in there and grab me a couple of packs and uh, dip them in my tail dip get that white tail on there just perfect and uh, get them yeah. ready for. You know, stock them up. <laughs> Let me knock this break out, Cliff. All right. <laughs> I'll be right back to you, buddy. Right. Well, you know, Danco Sports Incorporated, they're an industry-leading manufacturer of pliers, knives, and accessories for anglers worldwide, and Danco's committed to pro providing affordable, high-quality products to the fishing community with over 400 plier and knife options to choose from. Check out their premium pliers. These are the ones I use. They come in a leather sheath. And uh, they have outstanding quality and performance, and really no inshore or offshore boat should be without a couple of pair of these. I even carry a pair on my wading belt. They're really great, and they, they never rust. You know, they're, they're just uh, high titanium cobalt cutters with a lifetime warning, and uh, it's super sharp even for cutting braided line, and no boat should be without Danco knives that come in a variety of sizes. It's a 4116 German stainless steel blade, they have Danco fillet knives. Uh, what I like about them, I like them better than the Bubba blade at half the price. And Danco knives have a dual molded grip for superior control while you're filleting your catch and a DuPont Teflon coated blade. That's Danco Sports Incorporated. Do it with Danco.
Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 619 here in the Bayou City. All right. Let's go back to Corpus Christi. All right, Cliff, we're back, bud. Where were right, we? Man. I already forgot. <laughs> oh, you know, I was sitting there listening to commercial about those Dan's Cold Pliers. I had been having those things on my waist, on my belt, all this time, and I take them off and throw them in the bottom of the boat, and they still work. I, you know, those They're things are amazing. I, I, I'm blown away. You know, I just uh, I, I put them on my belt in the morning and uh, take my fish off, and I hardly ever rinse them off. I throw them in the bottom of the boat. And this is going on for years, so I don't think I've had anything that lasts quite that long. That's pretty pretty amazing. Mickey. Yeah, the only way those won't work for you is if you drop them in the water and lose them. Oh, I got my strap on it, buddy. With my bad hands, everything's tied to me. <laughs> yeah, I've got a mine on my wading belt. I put a uh, string on it where I can. Uh, yeah, it's got, it's got that string on, on my holster, on my on my sheath. It's yeah. got that little, you know, that's what I keep it on there. And, and I broke it a couple of times. I've retied it, but uh, I definitely leave it on there because I'm bad. I mean, I'm my hands are so bad. I, you know, best thing about lead heads, I better carry a couple because I'm gonna drop one. You know, so anyway. Oh yeah. I learned the thing about when you drop a cork, you do the hacky sack thing where you kick your foot up and boil it back to the top. I learned that little hacky sack trick. So when you drop a cork, you just bring your foot up and it boils it back up the top. Yeah, it, it, uh, in the cold wintertime, you don't want to be pearl diving with your waders on no, trying to you get don't. your corky no. back. <laughs> so you better kick it up quick with that foot. You're going to lose it, you know. But That's it. Anyway. That water will swirl it right back to the top. How about that? <laughs> well, buddy, it's cool, man. It's cool. But, uh, you know, we had a couple of big fish on in this week, and it's all on top. Where we broke two off. On a, One was mm. on a super spook, and one was on that uh, top dog black with a red head. Remember that old black with a red head? Boy, that's an old Lowell Odom favorite right there. That, Man, uh, let me tell you, the guy was rocking one, and it got smoked. And it just, that fish ran right over that rock and on the other side and cut him off above the leader. Ah. But it was, it, the smack was so cool. It was, I was walking next to him, and, and I, I just kind of looked down at my reel, peeling a piece of grass out of the spool, and I heard that big old swoosh, boom, and I look over, there's nothing but foam on the water. He's bowed up, and it, Mickey, that fish, that fish knew exactly where to go. He went right over that rock, and boom, and that super You know what I call that uh, blow up or that foam on the water? I call that a up. death ring. <laughs> yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, that top nothing dog blows up on a top water when, you know, know better than a trout or a snook. I mean, a when snook you get a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, snook are just, they're just nasty boy. they obliterate a top water too. You know, that's crazy. I love that sound. I love it. I do too, man. God almighty. And it's so funny because our surf right now, Mickey, we have this upwelling thing and our water temperature's down to, to 82 and it's cool and kind of dirty. The surf's kind of up, but for the first time I've seen a lot more bait in the surf. So they're there. It's just the window. You know, I've right. talked to people that back when we had that window around the 1st of June and stuff, that, that window that caught a lot of fish in the surf. I'm, I'm hearing lots of stories now that all up and down the coast, the amount of fish are, were in the surf. So 
they're right. there. We just haven't had the, the weather opportunity. But we got to have the conditions, we'll man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, looking forward to that. I'm just, I mean, what I would love to see right now is a little low come in the Gulf and come by and push our water back up. Mm. That would help to get some of that cool Gulf water back into our system and get some water back up on these flats because these big trout to me are so much harder to catch when they're out there amongst all the other fish in that deep water. You've got tons of little ones all sizes. But when those rogues are up there in the flats, those big old girls are up there hunting those mullet, then you uh-huh. catch those big ones on top water. You know, that's yes, what I like. And then the other thing is the wind's been so high, Mickey, I can't I can't get out on those deep rocks with my trolling motor because it's six foot surf and it's dirty, you know, so right. it just eliminates a lot of my field. But what that's doing, it's saving those fish from everybody else because nobody's down there soaking croakers or whatever they're doing down there. Everybody's up in the upper Laguna Madre for weeks now. So think of all those fish that just got slipped by slipped by. So that's you know, like I say, Mother Nature takes care of her. Saved her by her Mother fit. Nature. Exactly. Saved by Mother Nature again, buddy. Man. She can give it and she can take it away. She take it away, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like that boat. You know, you make it and the boat take it away. That's kind of what, I think I've spent more money on the boat than I've made this year. But that's good. My boat's in good shape. And, man, I've got everything done, the new batteries. And I'm waiting on a, a pump for my one of my power poles. i got to have the pump rebuilt. But, you know, those power poles are so nice what I do. Mickey, I can put the trolling on reverse and back up to the shoreline and put those power poles down and get my guys out in real shallow water and they get in and out, out of the boat. Mm-hmm. And then when they walk forward and not catch any fish, I don't have to pull the anchor up. I can just put a, you know, push a button and go pick them up and say, hey, we struck out here, boys. Let's move on down the shore. Right. Instead of having to drag that anchor out and, you know, with my shoulder issues, I'm, I'm really appreciating the power poles more and more. It's hell to get old, ain't it? Ah, hey, it's a privilege to get old. A lot of people didn't make it. <laughs> you know, I remember I used to uh, pull that anchor up 20 and 30 times a day sometimes. I, I couldn't yeah. do that anymore. That just, uh, I, got my Gucci, I got my Gucci aluminum anchor. It just still gets mud on it. It's still he- heavy, but that aluminum anchor yeah. is, is nice. Well, You've got to be careful with it because uh, you've got to make sure it uh, holds right because it's uh, so light, a lot of times it'll flip over on you. And, uh, yeah, not this. i got a big old stainless steel chain on it. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that know. that's real important. Uh, having you a good good six foot chain on there, and uh, yeah, it'll that's pull what I that got. arm down and uh, drag, and then you'll those cleats will dig in real good. Yeah, but you know, I hear all kind of stories where people pile out of the boat with four guys to hit the power pole button. Then when you get out of the boat, the weight adjusts, and then the wind comes up, the pole that, will drift off. Yes, that uh, that power pole will come up out of the mud a little bit. Yes, sir. So you want to hit that button when everybody gets out. Yeah, hit it again. Yes, sir. Reach over over and hit that button. And when you're in the water, just reach over the console, hit that down button one more time. You know, and I'll kick my motor. I'll put that motor down the mud, too. I'll kind of trim it down the mud because you never know when time you get back to the boat, the wind can be twice as much. You know, if somebody comes plowing by, too, and and gawking and bird-dogging, they'll be throwing out that wake. You know, I'd rather (laughs) run by on plane, but they'll come half-cocked and plowed and with that uh, stern way down in the water and just throwing out a giant wake, and it'll lift that power pole up out of the sand, too. Oh, I that, know. That's a killer. I had something happen to me Wednesday, so I'm in this big cove, and uh, we pull out. We're making a line. We're going to come into the cove. We're waiting to the cove. We're throwing some outside grass beds. We're catching some fish. I mean, they're not big, but they're 16 to 20-inch fish. They're nice fish, and 
Right. These guys are standing the concert. They go by. They're all. They're all. You know, looking at us. Look, bunch of Lucky Louis. You know, looking at us, and they come right in the box. <laughs> Lucky <They're>, Louis. <laughs> yeah, Lucky Louis. And they come in box, and they come in right in the middle of that cove, and they pile out with their bait buckets of croakers. You know, and they come. They start walking the waters with those croakers, and I, I swear we smoked them on those plastics, and we embarrassed them because every time they caught a fish, it cost them a dollar with that croaker. And they're not big fish. They're like, you know, 14 to 16, some 18s in there. We're just having fun. And yeah. we just, my guys were like, we got into a school and we're just hooking, you know, hooping and hollering, laughing up. And those guys are, you know, they're they're losing fish and stuff. We're going, you know, this is pretty good sitting next to the croaker guys and, and, and showing them we can catch them on lures. So but that doesn't always happen. <laughs> a lot of times it's the other way around. Yeah, but that, uh, that was one, one time. There's a good before. lure bite, man. There is, man. Not having to change baits and. You know, not having all the dead bait in your boat. That's another thing that is was back when I did bait fish many years ago. Is, is there's always some dead bait behind the console. You ever notice that? In the morning, yeah, you always got one that slips through the crack somewhere <laughs> yeah. and you get the next man. What's that smell? Yeah, I know it, man. God, well, that's good, man. Hmm. But I got one more week and then I'm going to start taking up that July and August. I'm not going to fish near as much, Mickey. I'm going to try to <clears throat> slow down a little bit. It's just too hot for the lure, so. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of slow down a little bit. And I just tell people the way it is. When they call now, I'm telling them exactly the way the fishing is. Like I told Kelly, this is what to expect. If you want to come, come. But, you know, I'm, I'm not holding you to it because I'm going to tell you the way it is. If you want to come fish with me, come fish with me. But I'm not going to yeah, tell you I it's mean, one way. I, yeah. I don't think I'll come down at crummy fishing 50 and 60 fish days. Yeah, <laughs> well, around. you know, we were spoiled in the spring, Mickey. It was really something in the spring. Oh, my God, it was good. Hmm. Yeah. And they're having a big tournament today with the girls, the the, yeah, the legend uh, girls today. Yeah, the something in lace. What's it called? Yes. Uh, and, babes in lace, or so. I don't know what it's yeah. called, but I just heard them go by tournament. a few minutes ago. Yeah, but I'm seeing a lot of a lot of ladies fishing, I'm, and we got uh, we got Julie Coulter, Chris's wife, are in it now. Chris are fishing right now, and the guys from Chris's Marine are in that thing, and I'm wishing them luck. And boy, Julie's a heck of a fisherman; she's really good, so she's got a chance on that. Isn't it great to see all these women anglers? Man. there's uh, They have come out of the woodwork, man. There's a lot of good lady anglers nowadays. You know, I grew up. Yes, there are. Well, if it wasn't for my mom, I probably wouldn't be much at fishing. I mean, she was just. Mm-hmm. I still could. You know, I just, I just grew up in a fishing family where the women and the men, they just they hit it hard. And same way in surfing. There's so many uh, women surfers now. It's just amazing. My mm-hmm. wife, for a long time, was one of the only women surfers now there's hundreds of girls surfing it's, it's really something that's cool it's just amazing that yeah, is well that's well, that's fun brother that's a lot of fun a lot of a lot of stuff to do in the outdoors yes sir i can't imagine working indoors and just you know putting green paper in a metal box all your life you got you got to get out and live it you know a lot of people just put the green paper in the box all their life and the box is full, but the life is gone, you know? <laughs> you think about well, that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, the the way people are, you know, raised, you know, depending on what kind mm-hmm. of family they grow up in. Some are outdoorsy yeah. and some are, you know, indoorsy. So I know, but they should get out and enjoy whatever. You, you can enjoy, you know, life indoors too, but at least at least don't get into the deal where it's just all about the money. You, you, you let your life go by. I see so many people that work till they're 65 so hard, and all of a sudden they finally retire and, you know, they go to places and watch the young people play, or they die early. So, take off during your life and your in your prime, and go fishing and do, do things you like. Less it, it, stress, it, longer Or you know life. it's gone, buddy. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. And it, uh, the guys my age, I know that have a lot of money. I mean, 
it ain't going to do them any good when they're dead. You know, and that's all they do is worry about their money, stock market and yeah. all that. Come on, man, get a life. Let's go. Yeah, I worry, about the, I worry about the bite time. <laughs> When's the major? That's what, <laughs> yeah, my biggest stress ball is trying to figure out the weather, you know. Yeah, the weather and what color plastic to throw. That's, that's yeah. what I want to Boy, stress that's, about. That's, that's tough it. stress there, bud. That's <laughs> it, buddy. Yeah. It's all good. Get out and breathe God's sweet air. Amen, brother. Amen. That's so true. That's so true. But, uh, like I said, i got uh, some good fishermen next week, so we'll hopefully this wind will just get back. If it just give me just a little east in it where everything's back to normal, just the southeast oh, normal. Praying. You know, when you we know, started out the year, we were getting a lot of east in the wind, you know, and I'm going, boy, this is going to be a sweet summer. Maybe we won't get mm-hmm. the westerly factor, but, no, nah, we got it. Yeah. We got or it. it. Or at least give us a light north wind every morning, yeah. you know. <laughs> Hey, you know, Thursday we had a, a strong south that turned all the way around to northwest at about 25, about 10 o'clock. It was a strange day, buddy, a strange day. Yeah, that was that little direction. front line thing that, yeah. you know, brought all those storms down and mm-hmm. that some people got. I didn't get any of it. but No, we're dry here, buddy. We're dry. I can't believe I'm even asking for rain after, you know. No, I, I, when you said that to Plog, I said I couldn't believe that Mickey asked for rain. Come on. <laughs> I mean, your face it, it's not like your right. yard will never dry out. You can't walk around in your yard all winter and spring, and then summer gets here, and it's you got cracks in the ground. you got to worry about small animals falling off in them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don't let that chihuahua right. out in my backyard. He's going to disappear. Oh, man, disappear. <laughs> Golly. That's oh, boy. All right, Cliff. Well, hey, it's always good talking to you. Appreciate the updates from down your way. I'm glad y'all are still catching some fish. How does somebody get a hold of you if they want to come down and hang out with well, you? Buddy? All right, Mickey. I'm, I'm, I'm at Erico 361-949-0707. Appreciate you having me on, Mickey. Thanks, Sounds man. good. Cliff, it's always a pleasure. Uh, have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Be safe, buddy. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Later. All right. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus. Well, I need to take some time to mention the Belleville Meat Market. This week, they're double featuring green onion pecan smoked sausage and three cheeses pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. They have free samples right there in the store. They're always available. And on special, pre-packaged hickory smoked bacon, regular or peppered, and one-pound packs, just two ninety-nine each. And they're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section and custom processing on pigs and calves, well, they do that all year long. You can actually order a half calf or a hind quarter to have it processed any way you like. And while game processing, they're still making Benny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. That way you can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy it all year long. The Belleville Meat Market celebrating over 41 years serving the greater Houston community That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 638 here in the Bayou City. Final segment of the Outdoor Show already. Today has flown on by. No better way to finish it up. Let's run up to Lake Livingston and talk to our good friend Harry Detan at Pinwall Campground and Marina. Harry, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, 
Hey, good morning, Mickey. How are y'all this up? morning? Oh, couldn't be better. What's up with you? Well, we got a beautiful morning going up here. Everything's just right. I mean, there ain't no wind. About 78 degrees. Lake's flat. So, uh, we got just a little bit of a haze out across the lake, you know, not much. Mm. I don't know. There might be a little bit of wind, you know, maybe. I don't know. I'm looking at a flag across the way. It's probably, I don't know, one, two, three mile an hour wind, something like that. Right. Everything's pretty calm, pretty quiet, and pretty still. It sure is. But uh, we've had a <laughs> we've had a pretty hot week this week, Mickey. It's been hot up here on the lake. But uh, boy, it gets hot up there in them piney woods, man. <laughs> oh, it does. You know, when there ain't no, you know. You sure don't want to get under a tree for shade. You'll sweat to death underneath the tree, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it don't work too good. But uh, fishing's been good. Them whites are still rolling really good. I mean, uh, catching a lot of whites. Uh, catfish, they're, even, they're hanging on pretty good. Uh, shad's still into the bulkhead a little bit. They sure are, and they're still catching a lot of catfish. So uh, everything's been uh, doing pretty well up here on the lake. Uh, it's been a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a quiet week. I, or I don't know why. I, re- I really don't. I mean, last weekend we had a good weekend. Uh, uh, I looked for a pretty good weekend this weekend. And uh, and then we got the holiday coming up the next weekend. So that should be. Uh, yeah, 4th of really July is already here. It's quick. I know it is. I mean, yeah. Everything will be going pretty good. So uh, everything's good up here on the lake. You know, I mean, we hadn't been getting the rain that we've had. Everything's kind of slowed down on the rain. Although this week, I think they've got some rain forecasted. You know, like 30, 40, 50 percent. You know, so we may get we may get some showers this week. But uh, that's all right. It'll help the grass out. I mean, but uh, right for the moment, I, everything is uh, good here on the lake. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Everything, everything's kicking around really pretty good. I mean, having a, having a good time of it. But uh, anyway, there's people coming in and out, and, and uh, uh, you know, had some people come in there the other day, and, and uh, uh, they they uh, they I don't know where they come from, but you know, they had. They hadn't been catching any fish or anything like that, and, and uh, I don't know what they've been doing, but we kind of got them pointed in the right direction. In fact, the, the guy that I know, he went with them and uh, just kind of helped them a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, they caught on real quick. They really did. They had wound up having a really good time. They was from out of town. And right. I think they was having one of these Airbnbs or whatever up here, you know, and they just... They just needed a little bit of hand, and uh, they got it. So they wound up having, having a good day. But uh, uh, it's it's out yonder. It sure is. I mean, uh, this is this is a really a good time of the year. You know, the catfish really they've held up longer than what what they normally do uh, on the shed. But but they're they're tapering off a little bit. But uh, uh, everything is still going going pretty good. We're kind of looking forward into Fourth of July. That's one of those holidays, you know. I mean, we really like we like the Fourth of July, but, but you know, it's it's uh, for us, it's one of them holidays you just kind of close your eyes and hang on. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, be a lot of, a lot of people out. There sure will. But uh, so anyway, that's all right. Uh, it's just kind of catch up time. But uh, anyway, things are things are going good up here on the lake. They really are. Well, I'm still seeing a lot of white bass posts from up your way. You know, they're still oh, catching. Yeah. I guarantee you, yeah, they're uh, they're catching those whites right and left. I mean, there's uh, this is probably one of the better years I've seen in quite a while. Make you get right down to it. I mean, Me too. I've been uh, seeing a lot of a lot of photos on Facebook from up there. Yeah, they uh, they doing a, a good job of it and all. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't know what's ever happened big old white birds, but you know, used to, you could, <clears throat> you know, when the fish is running good, you could go down the lake and you could kind of look look out in the distance and you could just see a big old tornado, big old white birds, you know, and, and you knew they was right on top of the whites and all, and they right. get in the water and everything else, but we just don't see those birds like we used to, and I don't, I don't really know what's changed. You know, I don't know what's changed. You know, Bob Green and I were talking about that the other day. I mean, Fayette County used to be, you know, notorious for this time of year for schooling bass on the surface, you know, with birds uh-huh. over them and everything else. And it's uh-huh. just uh-huh. the last five or six years, it just hadn't happened. No, it just hadn't. I don't know what's wrong. I mean, there's still some birds. I just call them uh I just call them uh, little old liar birds, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, those little be, uh, lesser terns. Uh huh. And there'll be there'll be a few of them, but we don't. But used to, I guarantee you, I could hit Indian Hills Point and, and turn that boat toward Walker Lake and, and look out in the distance. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, you can see them big old white birds. I mean, a mile away, you know, you can just see them right up. They look like a big old. Big old funnel cloud up yonder, and, and you know there's a payday coming up real quick. You know. I mean, oh yeah. It'd just be right on top of top of a lot of a lot of whites. You know, and uh, uh, you know the whites were really good. Then. I mean, you you catch them fish and you pick them up and you say that's a nice white bass and you just throw him in the cooler. You know, and you didn't you didn't, didn't bother have to bother, to make, bother worrying about measurements. Yeah. But you know we're really close. We're, we're this year is really coming into that area again. I'm with these whites because I've seen a lot of really nice white bass, and right, and uh, you know, and I just I hope next year improves on it. But uh, but uh, I mean, it, the whites this year they they're good. There's they got as they say they got some shoulders on them fish. I guarantee you. I mean, they, sure they do. They, they, Pulling little they, machines, man. Uh-huh, they are. So anyway, but you know, and I did, t- and I had a guy send me some pictures there uh, uh, Thursday, uh, and you know, uh, he he had probably about, I don't know, 25, 30 crappie, and he caught them upriver. Oh, uh, that's up good. The, up in the riverside area. Now, they was, huh. they, they wasn't them squeaker crappie. They was nice crappie. Yeah, so, slabs, huh? Cool. They were he did really good down here on the lake. You know, we saw some crappie, but not not what we should have seen this year. Crappie wasn't very good on the lake, but but up up uh, going north, Riverside, Bessie Creek, up down through there, you know, in the little old Peter Creek, uh, they're doing pretty good. I mean, right now, you know, the lake we're just slightly above normal pool, and I think the releases maybe. 
maybe 2,000 cubic feet a second, somewhere right in there. Right. You know, and uh, if we don't get any rain, uh, things will just kind of get a little bit better because, you know, as they say, you know, the lake will just kind of be low and green. It'll, it'll be nice. But the water is good. You know, we hadn't been having any big rains. But I was surprised to see those, those crappie come in like that. But they were they was some nice, nice pictures. They really was. So, so they're out there. You, know, you just have to, you know, and, and everything else, you know, sometimes you just have to, you just have to make an abrupt change and, and do what you, what you wouldn't ordinarily do. Go to spots that, that you normally don't go to, and, and uh, uh, they haven't got up and left the lake. You just have to get up and find them. They sure do. True. But, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, I told, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, and, and, and you know, them guys that I used to run around with years, <laughs> years ago, you know, I mean, as, as back in the old days, but, you know, uh, there was a saying, you know, uh, especially on the white bass, it's it's not the catching, Mickey, it's the hunt. And if you do well in the hunt, you'll always catch fish. I mean, sure. you can catch them. The whites are easy to catch, but sometimes you got to, the, the important part is the hunt and finding the fish, you know. And you just you just got to have enough spots and, and go uh, spot to spot, and same way with the crappie, you know what I mean. Uh, this year, I guarantee you, it's easy. It's easy hunting on Lake Livingston. I mean, as they, you know, my dad used to say, the blind hog could find an acre, and I guarantee you, they could find a white man. Right. <laughs> but what about brim fishing, it. man? Y'all got any kind of brim run going on? Usually this no, time of year. No, we don't. Uh, no, we don't. I mean, there's a lot of little old brim up here in in, in uh, Penwa and a lot of these creeks, and there was a couple here on the lake. Mickey and and uh, uh, he's passed away now, but he passed away about a year ago. But that's all they did is brim fish, mm-hmm. and he had uh, uh, he had order in crickets from wherever he had more crickets hanging around than anything, <laughs> you know. And they'd go brim fishing, and they caught they would catch some pretty decent brim. But there's a lot of little brim here on Livingston, but there's not brim like you see over in, in Mississippi and stuff like that, you know, big, nice, big, hand-sized uh, brim. They're, they're, they're just few and far between, and it's like, I've always, I always saw it like on this creek here, you know, when I first came down here 30-some-odd years ago, there was a lot of uh, older guys, and, and, and they lived to run trot lines and stuff like that, and they had out brim traps to, to, uh, to uh, yeah, for bait. bait their life. Yep, and uh, I always thought, yeah, I said, you know, if if those guys wouldn't do that, we might have some bigger brim in this creek, you know. But you know, all through the years, you know, those fellows, they've all passed away, and and there's not a lot of people that set a brim trap anymore. Most of the people are, are chunking noodles with with uh, cut bait or, or shad on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So they just have and you know there's still a lot of little brim in this lake, but they don't uh, in this creek, but they don't seem to grow up. And all. I always thought they would, but they they just didn't. And all. So I don't know if they're stunted or or what, but they just they just don't get into those nice. Well, y'all may have so many catfish in that lake, the brim population can't uh, thrive. It, it you could know? be. It, it could be. I know. I used, I had one granddad. I used to fish with him a lot. In, he was in Mississippi, and we'd take a flat bottom and, and go back over in those uh, 
swamps with the cypress trees, and we'd take uh, roaches and, and crickets, and we'd slide off in there in the cane pole, and you can hear them brims sucking the top of the water. And they're just kind of laying beds, and you just go to dipping around till you come, till you hit them, and, and uh, my gosh, uh, those was really nice brim there. They sure was. Uh, it was. Yeah, my uncle and a friend of his, they used to go to Mississippi and they'd go over to Florida, Lake Okeechobee and all that. And they uh called them shell crackers and big old giant brim bigger than your hand. Yeah, right, uh, right. They'd they'd just nuke them using fly rods with little poppers and and stuff Uh like that. Uh, They used to have a ball doing that on real light tackle, light fly rod equipment. They used to have a blast doing that. You know, uh, those fish are really good to eat. They really are. Oh, they're excellent. They really are. They're, they're good. They're good, you know. And that, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of years. I'll tell you how far back that was, Mickey. That, <laughs> that we used to clean them things, and and, uh, and he, uh, he had a bunch of uh, of these uh, cardboard milk jugs. We'd put them in that, fill them with water, and fold the tops in them, and set them in the freezer, you know. And uh, that's the way my uh, grandparents put up fish. They'd freeze them in those old milk cartons. They sure do. And Fill them up with water and close the top and freeze them up, man. Freeze them up. And they work good, too. I yeah, they did. Did a good job of it and all. But uh, that was a lot of fun. We'd just, we'd take, uh, a lot of times we'd take two flat bottoms, had one motor, and we'd just pull them side by side and just hold them together and go across it. Those were oxbow lakes, what they were. They weren't yeah. big lakes. But you'd go back off and in cypress trees, and I guarantee you, you went into another world back yonder. I guarantee you, it was, it was nice, you know. I was the home of the alligator and the water, water mosque and everything else. Sure. You know? Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you, get to, you get to dip around them, them. A lot of them big old cypress, you couldn't even reach around them. They're so big around, you know. And you go to dobbing that bait in, in around those knees and stuff you don't know man those old knees grow way up off the bottom i tell you that's just prime habitat for those brim to hide in down there there it is there's no telling you know it is a mixed bag you didn't know what you'd hook into you know but if you had if you had on the brim hook and a a cricket you know if you hit a big old black black bass he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna stay around long he's gonna just tear your stuff up and go on exactly have a good time doing that. It was a long time ago, but uh, yeah, anyway. yeah. As, as, you as heard any to, any kind of good fishing below the dam in the river? You know, uh, you know when the release is like it is now, uh, it's pretty low. It makes it pretty hard to fish the river. A friend of mine uh, here about two weeks ago, they they put in and they went down river, and uh, uh, they caught some fish down yonder. And but you know to be for, at least for me uh, to be pretty good fishing coming out of the dam you know you need probably thirty five hundred four thousand cubic feet a second you know what I mean right like a, a two thousand release you know what I mean uh, it's uh, it's get that's pretty that's pretty low I mean it's pretty yeah, but you know I, I tell you what Mickey there's fish, there is fish down there that's you know that's probably one of the best fisheries that there is in, the, in, the, in a lot of... Oh, it is. I mean, you know, I mean, we used to fish down there years ago, and, and then uh, the key was about a 7,000 uh, cubic feet per second release, you know? Right. 
and we'll be on them platforms down through there. And you look over on that west side, up on that wing wall up yonder. And, and yeah, in that corner where all them stripers always come up blowing oh, holes in the water. Oh, Mrs. I mean, you know, they'd come out of that. That was just like <laughs> a watch. If the striper was supposed to run at 3 o'clock, you know, they're going to be running at 3 o'clock. You know, you look over yonder, they'd be throwing water high as a building, you know, and coming out across through there. Oh, yeah. You just take, you take one of them 15-foot rods and, and you just chunk that sucker, you know. Seven, that's a seven-ounce cork on the back of that thing, you know, and it looked like a, you know, the guys that could throw it, it looked like a beautiful football pass. I mean, it was it was one of them Hail Mary passes, you know. <laughs> I guarantee you it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't but just a little bit. You'd have, you'd have one of them big stripers on or, or whatever. Exactly. You know, I mean, it just, uh. It, that was that was awesome fishing. I mean, you go down yonder and uh, you could the catfish, uh, you know, up on that pocket up yonder. I mean, you just, uh, you know, if you can throw the rod, which a lot of people just can't throw. I mean, that's a real, a real talent. Those guys that. had that down to an art, man. There's been millions of pounds of fish reeled in off that kind of presentation oh, there, and over the well, years, you know, unbelievable. They're standing on an elevated platform, and, and what it is, you stand up top, and, and you, you bring that rod back, and you tip it low, and then you come up it overhanded, you know, and uh, uh, and just let her fly, I guarantee you. And, and uh, when you're good at it, uh, it's just a yeah, just a pleasure. There's an art to it, like anything else. Sure. All right, Harry, well. I got a roll, buddy. I'm out of time. If somebody wants to call you and come up there, how do they get a hold of you? Just call us here at Pinwan. That number is uh, 936-967-4752. Mickey, y'all have a good day. We're going to do it, Harry. Stay cool if that's possible. See you, buddy. I will. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston.